section seventy eight of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter seven human faults with human grief confess tis thou art changed prior from this time gertrude's manner was wholly changed towards her cousin instead of the sweet smile with which she used to welcome him her eyes were now commonly averted from him and an air of constraint and embarrassment had succeeded the open confiding carelessness which had hitherto marked their intercourse lindsay felt the change and was at no loss to guess the cause the books they had been reading together the songs they used to sing together were now discarded for others of colonel delmore's choice and she read and sung with him and with him only the plans they had been carrying on together were stopped or overturned and others of a totally different nature were adopted will you walk with me to-day gertrude asked lindsay one morning when he accidentally was left alone with her it is long since you have seen your schoolhouse should you not like to look at it and see what progress it has made since we last saw it together certainly i should like very much to see it but the phaeton and horses colonel delmore ordered for me have arrived and i promised to take a drive with him perhaps you will drive that way and i shall meet you there i am afraid it will not be possible then after a pause she added i am afraid you will think me very foolish and expensive as you tell me i have not much money to squander but colonel delmore and i discovered such a lovely little spot lately on the banks of the river just a little below the cascade you know a sort of tiny paradise that the thought struck us both of making a sort of miniature of a ferme ornée quite a baby-house thing in fact a sort of lilliputian beau ideal of rustic life said she attempting by a laugh to hide her confusion with a flower garden and all sorts of prettinesses for you know flowers are my passion and we appointed to meet some of the people there to-day to talk and walk over it but i am afraid you will think you did not used to be so afraid of me gertrude said lindsay mildly but gravely what have i done to inspire you with so much dread you know you are my guardian now said she with an assumed gaiety of course it is my duty to be a little afraid of you especially when i know i deserve a scold well you will be relieved from your fears i shall leave you to-day my dear cousin i spoke but in jest cried gertrude thrown off her guard and relapsing into her natural manner not entirely said lindsay with a melancholy smile but whether you fear me or not i feel you no longer look upon me as your friend indeed you wrong me cried the countess in emotion i never can cease to regard you as my friend would you but become the friend of those who are dear to me impossible exclaimed lindsay while a flush passed over his face and he was for a moment silent he then added in a calmer tone i trust i am no one's enemy i wish well to all mankind and so far i may style myself the friend of all but with some characters farther i cannot go lady rossville coloured deeply and remained silent but from her look and air she was evidently displeased you distrust me gertrude said lindsay at length breaking silence and that is worse than being afraid of me i am perhaps too little distrustful of any one answered she it is not my nature to suspect evil i hope it never will surely there are other marks by which we may know those who love us than any that base suspicion can furnish us with yes and here is one said lindsay taking a book from amongst a mass of french novels which lay upon the sofa-table 
it was the life of colonel hutchinson and lindsay had begun to read it to her before colonel delmore's arrival since when it had lain neglected here is a picture of true and faithful love who studies that may soon learn to distinguish the real from the counterfeit and he read that simple description of the perfection of human attachment with an emotion which showed how deeply he felt it there is this only to be recorded that never was there a passion more ardent and less idolatrous he loved her better than his life with inexpressible tenderness and kindness had a most high and obliging esteem of her yet still considered honour religion and duty above her nor ever suffered the intrusion of such dotage as should blind him from marking her imperfections these he looked on with such an indulgent eye as did not abate his love and esteem of her while it augmented his love and blotted out all those spots which might make her appear less worthy of that respect he paid her he laid down the book but lady rossville made no comment she continued to busy herself arranging some fine forest flowers which had just been brought to her in a vase and seemed to give her whole attention to them this continued for some minutes and lindsay made no attempt to interrupt her but on hearing the sound of a carriage she raised her head and saw the phaeton driven by colonel delmore and drawn by four beautiful horses followed by two grooms mounted on two of the same set a throb of pride and pleasure was felt at her heart as she looked at the elegant bauble which had stopped opposite the saloon and as she threw open the sash with childish delight delmore called to her to know if she was ready she answered in the affirmative and was leaving the room to put on her things when lindsay said is it thus then we are to part gertrude after all the pleasant friendly days we have passed together lady rossville stopped and turned towards him you are not serious in thinking of leaving us to-day i am indeed perfectly so at least stay till to-morrow this is such a strange hurried way of leaving us pray give us one day more i would give you many days if they could be of service to you but that cannot be forgive me my dear cousin if i have pained you farewell god bless you gertrude's heart swelled and a tear started to her eye as she returned the affectionate pressure of her cousin's hand but she repressed her emotion you will come again soon said she but lindsay made no reply and they parted i fear i have not done as i ought thought gertrude with a sigh but in another moment the thought was gone and she was seated by her lover the equipage was perfect the day was beautiful all was gaiety and brightness colonel delmore was more than usually delightful and lindsay was forgotten End of section seventy eight